0: Hello, and welcome back to this episode of The Singing Psychologist coming to you from beautiful downtown Lewiston, New York. From the Opera Hall. Man, I love having our office in the Opera Hall because you can go upstairs, and there's a big room upstairs that we have concerts, and this summer, we're gonna start having uh, educational trainings around psychology, education, financial literacy, all sorts of stuff gonna go on up there, as well as concerts, So, so I hope you can Come to one of those things. We'll let you more about know more about those when they start to happen. Um, we'll try to give you enough leeway. We kind of walk. We kind of work like a gorilla style. We have an idea and then we just jump all over it. But we'll try to give you enough leeway. Like if you're coming from Albuquerque and you want to drive all the way out here, we'll try to give you enough time to you know, get gas money together. Uh, today's show is uh, uncomfortable for me. Uh, I've had several people ask if. Um, I could be interviewed, which that sounds that sounds excruciating to me. So, but I was told I should do that, which I think is probably a good idea. Uh, but I wanted to have somebody uh, comfortable with doing it. So LP and Christoph are here, um, and Christoph, oh, I've known LP um, since the day he was born. Oh, he was so precious. He had such curly hair. LP, you're so precious, <laughs> and Christoph, I've known most of my life because. We kind of hung out in general different kind of circles. Uh, like They would, they would, they would cross-motionate every now and then, all through childhood. And then at some point, we just started hanging out a lot. Um, and then he's played music with me for 20 years now. So uh, you may have recognized him from when I interviewed him last year, Chris Braley. Uh, Chris, do you want to say, say anything? So, hi, Chris.
1: Yeah, hi, everybody. This, there you go. this is going to be fun. Talk about something that's going to be hard to do. Here it
0: is. This? Okay, so let's. Should we just dive in and just see how it goes? <laughs> how, how are we going to find out if people are asking questions or not?
1: Um, I'm watching it, so if anything comes up, I'll be able to
0: see it. Oh, you are. How's your hair look? Uh,
1: thankfully, only my knee is in the
0: picture. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a wonderful knee, though. If it's you a, get it, it's a nice knee. Okay. I've said it for years. <laughs> <laughs> your mom just cringed. All right, Chris, give, give me a softball. Lob one up there for me first. All right, I'm gonna lob one up there first. Uh, the
1: question that I have right off the bat is uh, why psychology? Why
0: psychology? Okay, then that's that's a that's a more complicated than you might think. Um, I remember when I was about sixth grade, we were on the Standing Rock Res in North Dakota, and um, I had just seen a fight down at the football field. Uh, uh, across from the high school. And it was a Friday night, and uh, people, my kids my age, had, they had been drinking. And they came, and we were, we were just playing down there. We controlled the lights, so someone would go with the lights on. So there was a bunch of us playing football, and then they had been drinking, and they were best buddies. And they came down, and they got in a fist fight right there on, on the field. And it just, oh man, it just stuck in my gut. And then I kind of noticed those kind of things happening a lot around me, and I went home and talked to my dad. After school one time, and um, he he uh, he was the director of the clinic there on the res And I said, "What can I what can I do to help some of that stuff?" Because my friends are suffering like this. And he said, "We talked about different talk about medicine, and we talked about social work." And but then he he, he steered me away from that immediately, because he said, "You're you're gonna get so far behind on paperwork, Daryl." Just knowing you're who you are, he said. So and so we ended up uh, in psychology and. So I, always, I knew I was going to be a psychologist from when I was about um, sixth grade. What is that, 10, 11 years old? Yeah. Um, which is weird because Jack, my son, is 11 years old in sixth grade. And I think, wow, that's a big decision for that little guy. And so it's, it's kind of set that trend. It was almost never in question after that.
1: Your dad was probably thinking, you're gonna be so far behind on your bills, too, because social workers don't make much money. <laughs>
0: That's why he really steered me away from that. <laughs> all
1: right, yeah. It, it, we, we, we're gonna circle back to that, if you, if you don't mind. I wanna ask a question about music. I'm gonna kinda of be all over the place with the questions. Okay. Because, that, for, for lack of a better term, that is what you are. You are all over the place in a very, very best way, in my opinion. Uh, so, let's talk music for a minute. Okay. Um, okay, so, uh, Marvel, Every hero has their origin story. Daryl, what is your musical origin story?
0: Okay, so in, in the room today uh, is is my mom. My, can I tell them how old you are, mom? If you
2: to.
0: Okay, my mom is 90 years old. What? Yeah, and she's here in the room with us today, and she, there's a few things connected to this, Christoph, which I think is interesting. Mom used to sing with people up here on the res, um, any you, oh, yeah. care. They all And they went to somewhere and made a little 45. It was a 78. It wasn't even a 45. It was an, of them singing harmonies together, singing a church song together. I have that at the house, by the way. Yeah, I have that, I have that 78 at the house. And when we lived in, in Fort Yates, she played that for us. And I just thought it was the coolest thing. I thought mom was a rock star. <laughs> and then she, she uh, bought me a bass. That was the first instrument I played was bass. No way! And I played uh, Because He Lives at the church in Fort Yates. And she played play piano, and I was I was the special music, playing bass with mom. That is... And since then, like music kind of became... Uh, so I was this little chubby kid uh, and pretty insecure, and then we moved around a lot, and music became my constant companion. Wherever we went, I didn't leave... Kenny Rogers or Bruce Springsteen there, they came wherever we traveled to, so it became kind of a consistent presence in my life.
1: That's pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, that's, did you know that, Mom? Did you, well, you probably remember me playing bass with you. I don't
1: remember anything. <laughs> <laughs> I, now, now I remember um, the, the Christmas album, A Moment in December, uh, um, your mom and Care. They sang, to, that's one of the songs, they have that on record. Too. Absolutely, uh, that's a great story. In, and, and you don't look a, a, a day over 75. She's, You can't see it right now, but that bony finger is pointing right through my soul right now. <laughs> from Mrs. <laughs> Tonema. To, to it <laughs> a point,
2: this? Yes, she could be pointing at any
1: one of the three of us right now. <laughs> the most wonderful lady. Uh, I have a question about a uh, personal question, Daryl. Um, so, professional, musical, we're going to circle back to both of those, but this is a question that I have that is unique. To you and no other person that I know, how is it that you were able to employ sarcasm in the cause of good and not
0: evil? (laughs) Okay, well, well, let me ask for some credit first, that I have really worked on being less sarcastic in the past probably 10 years.
1: You really have. I
0: really have tried. I'll say even 15 years. I've really tried to be less sarcastic, which is hard because, man, I walk around with some doozies. Just <laughs> I don't say them because I get shot, but they're present. But I, w- I remember we were living in Oklahoma. I had just been married for a while, a few years, and I was uh, listening to a radio show, and the person talked about a sarcasm, uh, a sarka being the tearing of the skin.
2: Jeepers. And...
0: Uh, and I thought, oh, I probably shouldn't do that to my family. That's awful. And so after that, I really started working on uh, being aware uh, of the sarcasm. But every now and then, it's still in our friend group. Yes. And honestly, and in our communities, that's that's a, a valid form of humor because we, we pick on each other. It's almost comforting. That, that it's there. When you employ it, when others employ it. <laughs> <laughs> fine when I employ
1: it it's never
0: comforting. <laughs> I am trying to tear skin when I do it <laughs> oh that's so that's so i i be, I, be, I i I see where it can be as our friend groups and the people who come to know us. if you'll notice, I don't bust it out until people know us no, that's true so I, I try I try to be uh, judicious is that word with it is that the word
1: that is definitely a word is that the one I want it may be
0: I try to be smarter with it,
1: yeah. I like that. So, okay, I'm, I'm going to jump back from there right over to a professional again because um, this is something that I have a question of. You you have a lot of things that you do well and just deal with that. I know right now he's cringing beyond what you can imagine when you give him a compliment. But uh, if not psychology or clinical medicine, uh, I guess I'm going to take music away also. Okay. Or music, what would you be doing for a living?
0: Um, I would like to. Two things. There are two things that, that were on the radar. One was uh, being a DJ. I was I was a DJ in college at Your Brand of Country 1560 KKAA <laughs> in Aberdeen, South Dakota. Your Brand of Country, and I really enjoyed that. I, I enjoyed being. I, I did I did the uh, the the news and the weather, and I did it in the evening show, which I really enjoyed. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you a quick story about that. This is probably yes. why I don't ended up not being a DJ. I got there late for the news. And I was the news guy. Haven't told you this before, Christoph? No. <laughs> and I was the news guy. And so you, you, we have this little tele thing that you just rip it off the AP wire and it's all the news. Okay. And uh, so I just sat down cold. I didn't even, you usually try to go over them and circle the interesting stories. And I didn't have time to do that. Like I walked in 10 seconds, I sat down and they turned it on. And I said, uh, the first story was a. Uh, a contingency from India has come to uh, Aberdeen, South Dakota, to look at how we uh, harvest wheat and how we water our cotton. And then they listed the names of every single person, and there was like 20 of them, and I couldn't pronounce any of them. And I started about 10 names, in, I just started to laugh. I said, "This, I, I appreciate how bad this is." And they had to go to commercial. Because then that was the end of my radio career.
1: What's that sound?
0: That's the producer. <laughs> that's the advertiser. That's good stuff. Okay, so that's why I'm not a DJ. But the, I would love to have been, and still would, into some small degrees, uh, to be a coach. I, I, I love coaching. I love working with um, youth. Um, I like seeing the, the, it's like teaching. I like seeing the light bulb turn on. Or somebody have a little victory. One of my favorite things of coaching happened just last year um, with well, Ben was on our team. Yeah, oh yeah. And uh, Chris's son was on our basketball team. There's only five people on the team, and we were just exhausted by the end of the by the end of the game. And some of the guys that didn't play hadn't played a whole lot of basketball. Parks and Ben had played some basketball, and they one of the we made it in the playoffs somehow. They let all the teams in the playoffs. We were in the playoffs and one of the guys who hadn't scored a goal, I mean scored a basket all season, he shoots from like the, the free throw line extended on my side so I'm coaching from him and I tell him shoot, shoot and he shoots it, and he makes it and he turns around arm raising a V. It was just the biggest moment of his life and he had this huge smile and I thought that is exactly why I do, I love doing this stuff right here. There you go. That's wonderful. So I'd love to be a coach.
1: So this is a question from our audience. That's not true. I just made this up just now. Okay. So thinking of your two uh, alternative careers, DJ and coach, who would win an arm wrestling match, Dr. Johnny Fever or Lou Holtz?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go with Lou Holtz because Johnny would probably be stoned. That's probably true. He'd be pretty mellow. That's probably right. And Lou's got rage.
1: Shopping mall has just been
0: bombed by
1: live turkeys. <laughs> my, my this microphone makes me feel I like they this. could fly. As God is my witness, <laughs> I thought turkeys could fly. <laughs> question about music again. <clears throat> All right, this is a good one. I think this is probably my deepest, heaviest question, and I did not pose it to you in the pregame. Okay, I'm ready. So here it is. Talk about the difference between these two things. And if there is a difference in why it's important, Native American music versus Native American expressing themselves musically.
0: Ooh, wow, that's really a good one.
1: Yeah, that's how I do it. That's how I roll.
0: Okay, I think I think there's a place for both. I, I think there are people who express themselves musically through uh, Native singing, through through, through the drum, um, because that's that's. If, if we're brought up that way, that's the music that's in our heads. That, that's, that's what's very present. And particularly if people maybe um, they're involved in powwow or ceremony, then that's, that's a way to express and that's, that's great. Um, for others like, like, like myself, um, you know, I, I write, I, I'm a songwriter. And for me, uh, I, I approach music as I am a native person who writes songs. And the distinction is, I don't want people to say, well, you're a native songwriter. You have to write about these things because people have said those kind of things to me. And so the distinction I want to make for folks is I, as a native person, does the fact that I write a song, does that make it a native song? Because it comes from my perspective. It comes from my view of the world. It comes from my experience. Um, so I, I don't, I think there's crossing over of those things, and there's very distinct parts of that, the answer there. How's that sound?
1: I think that's great. Let's talk about, when you said the word experience, it led me right to another musical question. Talk about a memorable music experience, a memorable one. You've been in this game for 30-plus years. Um, You heard that first 78 of your mom's when you were a wee lad. (laughs) So it could be something from then all the way to yesterday's show at the uh, Blues Festival.
0: Okay, all right. And there's, you know, it's hard to say just one, uh, but I can, I can see of a few that just pop out as you were asking the question. So I'll just say those ones. One was I was in college in Nebraska, and I was asked to come up to sing in Sioux Falls for a, like a, a, a home for people with developmental disabilities. And some were profound. Like, so they, they, they were in wheelchairs, and they, they, they maybe had, they could control it with a, um, A little knob here. And there, and so uh, there was probably a hundred people in this room, like a cafeteria. And I started singing, and all these wheelchairs start closing in Uh on me. Get closer and closer and closer, and they started jerking back and forth and side to side. They were dancing. And this is when when Garth Brooks was real popular. And so I I started playing um, Blame It All on My Roots. What's the name of that song? Low places. Friends low places. I started first yeah. playing Friends in Low Places, and <laughs> they were doing wheelies. A couple of people flipped over. <laughs> that is awesome. Because they were just they were that's how they danced. and They were so into it, and and I just really appreciated that that. Maybe they wanted you to stop. they were trying to run me over, probably. <laughs> so I thought that was a that was a cool show. Um, we played at the Olympics. That was a cool show, and I, but the, you know. We talk a lot about the shows, but for me, it's like it's about our hanging out before and after the forty-five minutes we're on stage. That's what I—that's what I like the most. Hmm. So all the time that we spent walking around the Olympic Village and oh my goodness, that was just fun. Was and that then even the even just yesterday, uh, hanging out in the hallway because we haven't rehearsed in four months. <laughs> hanging out in a hallway. And you pounding the walls and LP doing a beatbox.
2: <laughs>
0: for me, that's that's the stuff that that music is about. And then the 45 minutes on stage is when we get to share that connection with people outside of the group. So that's cool. And also, I also want to say last year's Blue Rodeo concert. Oh, that was pretty awesome. That, that we got to open for, for Blue Rodeo, and uh, that was pretty cool at our park. Can I can I can I tell them a little bit more about that?
1: Please do. What a beautiful day
0: it was. And I was backstage. And I was talking to one of the guys from Blue Rodeo, and I was just sucking up. I mean, I was. You guys are the best. You're so wonderful. And how can how can we become best friends? And we're sitting there in in, in the uh, food tent, and I'm just chatting him up. And I said, "So, h- how long have you been with the band?" He said, "Well, I've been their bus driver for about 30 years now." <laughs> Which was great. I love bus drivers. <laughs> Transportation is important. So. <laughs> I thought I was talking to Cuddy the whole time. <laughs> okay. oh, I shouldn't tell these embarrassing stories. I, I like I? them. I
1: like them. All right, I'm going to go with a community question, an actual one. From a young lady out west. What can parents do to raise emotionally healthy kids? I guess this is from me also. I got a couple kids that I want emotionally healthy.
0: Please and thank you. Uh, a few things. Um, do your own cooking first. Um, you, your kids, your kids shouldn't have to pay for your insecurities and emotional baggage. Uh, and I always think we, we need we need a we need a mother, not a martyr, and we we need a father, not a martyr. And so making sure that we. Are really thinking about how we think and how we are approaching our kids and having, being intentional about parenting, really being aware of the stuff that I'm bringing to the table. And for me, sometimes that means I got to beat myself up. Sometimes I got to ask for forgiveness. Uh, sometimes I do a lot better. Um, other things, uh, parenting is not a spectator sport. Um, engage, dive into the lives of your children. You only get them for a short amount of time. Oh my goodness! And really, that first one to but stay engaged their whole lives, but that first one to three years is just critical. Are you present? Are you safe? Are they fed? Are they clothed? Are, are, are you calm around them? Are you, are you present for them? So we, we're gonna reap what we sow. We're gonna reap what we pour into our kids. And at some point, they're gonna act a certain way and they're gonna act just like us because they learned that from somewhere.
2: Hmm.
0: And for better or worse, that's the truth. And I, so I guess my bottom line is, be careful who you are being in the lives of your children. Hmm. And if, you, if you're not sure about who you're being in the lives of your children, take care of some business for yourself then. So you, so you, you fill your cup so you can loan safety to your kids. There you go. I'm gonna need a minute. <laughs> I'm writing these down.
1: I'm not writing questions. I'm like, all right, that and that and that to tell everybody else but myself. No, no, for me. that's good, thank you. Um, I have a question, um, I wanna go back to music, but I'm gonna go with a professional question. Uh, you have a multi-faceted attack to wellness with being you know, a clinician, keynote speaker, um, groups, communities, programs, even through your music, even through this podcast. Um, Toughly asked, is that optimum efficiency or is that restless spirit? Or is that something in between?
0: Good one. I think that's, and that, that's a good legitimate question because I've thought about that for myself as well. Because ADHD has, looks like these things. Um, so part of it is probably the, the, what is the next thing? I like that. Part of what I enjoy, I enjoy building, I enjoy creating and that's probably why Um, I I like psychology because you're you're building a relationship I like music because you're creating things Um, what we're doing in the opera hall it's all about creating things Um, so that's part of that and another part of it is be careful what you pray for Uh, if and I have prayed for opportunities to be useful and and then to have that God's got my back that I can have my yes on the table and thankfully, blessedly, um, things come along that is an opportunity to be useful. And maybe part of the rationale that I use in my own mind is we, we are all on the clock. We, we, are, we are here for a speck of time. And what do you do with your speck of time here, here on mm. earth? And I know my kids are watching me, so, so I don't want to have my time being spent just being an idiot I want to have my, my time spent being useful and fruitful in my family and in the community. So if things come along that lend toward that, it's hard for me to say no to those things.
2: Man,
1: that's good. I, I to, I'm gonna take a small detour off of there, but stay in that same vein. We just talked about that movie, The Banshees of Inisherin, right? Yep, yep. And right now I'm feeling like you're going to do that to me because you're like, you're dim. With him. I want to do something that's lasting. I want to do something music and thought. And yesterday we talked about your donkey's poop for fifteen minutes. <laughs> fifteen minutes. Well, show us what you know. He's a miniature pony. <laughs> <laughs> great, great, great movie. That was a good movie. But I, as you were saying that, I'm looking at LP. I'm like, do we need to pack up and find a new band? Are we? <laughs> because because I'm thinking you you, you want to surround it. You want to do with meaningful things. You don't just want to be. A 20-year-old is cool at 20, at 40-plus, I'll say. uh, you know, It's still fun to do some of those things, and we have a blast. I think we all have a blast. But it's kind of neat, and I follow your lead a lot in this, no pressure at all, in thinking I want to do meaningful things, though. So that's a huge challenge, and that's a cool inspiration, too, to be able to say, you know, I can inspire a 51-year-old guy on the reservation who likes to have fun. I like to be kind of clownish and I like to have a, the, enjoy the whimsical, but I also want to leave something better. I want to add to my community. I want, to, I want my kids to have something to be proud of too and say, yeah, my old man did that or was behind that or, or right. helped keep that going. Right. Carried that torch even for a little while. Even We'd, if it's nothing huge.
0: In, in, in defense of our jocularity, <laughs> <laughs> the, that has meaning as well. We have to um, recharge we recreate ourselves by our... our la- we have so much fun together. We, we, that's how we, we we recreate ourselves. We reduce by these seemingly less meaningful things. But they have meaning because it fills the cup. That's right. And then we go back out and then so I, I can give from my cup. And then I go back and do these things that don't have that direct meaning. But playing music yesterday, I mean, it fills the cup. And then we can have... Healthier, better, weller conversations this week.
1: That is awesome. Uh, so okay, back to music. Thank you. Back to music now. I always envision these grandiose collaborations, and uh, you know, on stage or in the studio, what would that look like? And uh, I think of uh, it. Always comes back to me and Bob Seger. But let's talk about you for a second. Is that true? No, oh. no, it <laughs> never comes back to Bob Seger. It just gave the mind. What's your dream collaboration? Maybe a couple. Musically.
0: Uh, like, like, a, like big time
1: artists? Yeah, it can be, or even local, or people that have actually been in your experience.
0: Well, you, you know, I am a very average guitar player. So it wouldn't be with like, somebody who shreds and wants to talk gear and everything, because that's not my sweet spot. I would be really uncomfortable in that collaboration. Um, but I, I, I would like to sit with people who I, res- I respect as songwriters, um, just to see, like, how, how I'm really interested in how some people think to get to that point in a song, songwriting. So the, some of my favorites, like my current favorite, is Jason Isbell, um, Todd Snyder. Hmm. We, I think he'd just be fun to hang out with, as long as he would bring a
1: filter. I know.
0: <laughs> if I bring a gas mask with me, um, but I think he'd be fun to hang out with and know how yeah. we because his songs are so creative he and really funny can. and well written. But, and of course, Springsteen, I'd like to sit around and talk with him, uh, and mainly about some of the really, really early things he did. I want to know how do you write like that? Uh, if you look at some of his really early things, it was almost stream of consciousness writing. Give me yeah. an example. Uh, Madman's drummers, bummers, Indian and summers with a teenage diplomat in the, Egyptian mat, and the dumps of the mumps, and the adolescent pumps his way through into his head. With the boulder on my shoulder, feeling kind of older, I tripped the merry-go-round.
1: Side note, interviewer was puzzled. <laughs> <laughs> and impressed at the same time. That's terrific.
0: Yeah, so the people like that, and I, and I think anybody who's kind of really passionate about their, their craft, I don't want them to take themselves seriously. I would like to have people don't take themselves seriously, but take what they are doing and are really into what they're doing. I think that would help me grow. That's awesome.
1: Question from the community, from, oh, I don't know, let's just say he's not in this room and just maybe someone outside of this room and not behind this microphone, looking for consistency and wellness, maybe uh, healthy eating, exercise, diet, has had this person from parts unknown, has had levels of success many times throughout their life but just can't seem to maintain it and it doesn't become a lifestyle. Uh, Any advice or help or direction you can give to this unknown
0: person not named Chris Braley? I would say to that person far away that it has become a lifestyle. That it is in fact that person's lifestyle. And then I'd want to find out what does food mean? Um, and does the meaning change? Um, are there, Are there seasons of security versus insecurity? Are there seasons of emotionality is a uh, motivation is a very fluid thing and so I was wondering what I'd want to know what affects that in that person and this is a serious story I was working with a um, uh, a person with with diabetes and I mean she weighed 400 pounds and I went to her house to set up uh, a a bike a stationary bike and so I was down on the floor tightening a bolt on the bottom of the bike and I look under the couch and there are 50 pints of uh, ice cream cartons, mm. empty. And she saw me see them and she kind of got that shock look and I kind of looked up at her and she just kind of started crying and said, I'm never gonna lose weight, I never wanna lose weight. And I was what's that about? And she said that after her toxic childhood, weight was protective for her Mm -hmm. and she didn't want anybody to find her attractive wow and even if she she lost just putting it through that mindset even just the loss of a couple pounds is probably terrifying for her so it's 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 way different than just do it i mean that those are that's a nice phrase yeah but you think of everything that goes into Losing or gaining weight in, in somebody—it's it's, it's a really complicated process. It's, it's, and I think being tender and kind when hearing these stories—that that—that's a big step in that.
2: Hmm.
1: I'll tell you what brought that question on, and this is not even lying here. I could hear myself breathing on the microphone in my <laughs> headphones because I leaned forward a little bit, and so I think that season's on the way. So prepare for a call, Doctor Tonema. <laughs> From this unknown person. Not to make light of any of that, of course. <laughs> it is definitely a struggle. Um, okay, let's get back to music for a second. Changing gears. What is on your current uh, uh, a track player? Uh, what's uh, in the old cassette tape deck? What, so you have the dual deck, so which two tapes? No, 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 no. <laughs> no. You have a CD. You have an 8-disc changer in the back of the car. And, uh, okay, what are you streaming now? What are some things that are, if I looked on your playlist right now, maybe five or six titles, maybe songs, artists.
0: Well, you know what song I listened to like three or four times on the way here? Um, just today. Well, three times from the house. was, and It's a good song. A good Time Charlie's Got the Blues. This old... Like, <clears throat> five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> um, how's it go? She's listened to it three times on the way here. Good times, Charlie's Got the Blues by O'Keefe. I got it right here. Good Time Charlie's Got the Blues is on there. Um just a song before I go by Crosby Stills and Nash. Um I know this. Just a song before I go to whom it may concern traveling twice the speed of sound sounds easy to get burned. One? Mm-hmm. Okay. The, uh, and my 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 phone every Tuesday it updates songs that it thinks that I will like. And This week, it just knocked it out of the park.
1: You kids and your crazy technology.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And so that song's on there. Um, Run, 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 run away by Jefferson Airplane Starship. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) That's on there. Um, I'm going to try to think. what. uh, And I'll always listen to um, the Eagles. I'll listen to Hotel California. Uh, And some of the the, the ones that weren't hits, uh, The Sad Cafe. I listened to that a few times today. So I'm right now, and I'll tell you why, Christoph. That's that? Because I'm in writing mode.
1: Ah.
0: And so when I'm in, when I'm writing CDs or writing an album, I watch. I'm careful about what I consume. No kidding. Yeah, um, because I, I want good songwriters feeding me. So I'm real careful. I just I uh, like as much as I love them. I I don't listen to September Morn right now. You're going a
1: little easy on Third Eye Blind right now. Then. <laughs> yes.
0: So I'm, I'm real careful about what I consume right now because I, w- I, I want to be influenced in different ways.
1: That's pretty awesome. I, I have no ver- idea.
0: I've never told you guys that.
1: No, you didn't. No. It changes everything.
0: Like I told you before, what like, certain songs I like to write in the dark because uh, there might be little, they may feel a little too honest or exposing. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'll write them in the dark instead of like in broad daylight.
1: I always thought it was interesting. We, we seldom knew or heard anything about lyrics until we heard it on the final cut. We'd play the music, you'd give us a tune, you would hum along to it, and then uh, I wonder if it's going to be lyrics to this. And then it would be in the final cut after the mix and master, like, that sounds pretty cool.
0: And then afterwards, like, Gee, I wish I didn't play along to that. <laughs> <laughs> I never signed off on that. <laughs>
1: Uh, Okay, um, so okay, let me ask this question. Last one musically, I might circle back around to it if we have time, but okay, you're stuck on a desert island. I don't know why, so don't ask that question. I know you'll ask that question back to me. What happened? How did I get here? What choices (laughs) led me to this place? No, 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 no. So, and some people say you only can have one artist catalog with you. I'll say you can have up to three artists catalog with you on that deserted island. Who are those three artists? And why?
0: Okay, how did I get on this island? I knew it. Is there abundant food? <laughs> Can I trade these CDs for <laughs> <that's right. laughs> for something to build a fire with?
1: Can I reflect proper sunlight? <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, I'm going to I'm going to go with Spring Scene, of course. Um, when you say catalog, that's going to be tough because, like the Eagles, um, but. There were some clunkers on some some of their earlier things, like yeah. the border. There were some clunkers on that. Yeah. But Hotel California swung it out of the park, and the Eagles Live swung it out of the park, and the border did. So I have to go. I got, I'll go with the Eagles because there's so many things that I did like on them.
1: Yes, because you don't have to listen to all of the songs. You don't have to, but you. That's the pull. You know the question. He understands the question, right?
0: I'll, I'll, I'll have it. I'll have it available in case I want it.
1: They're available for you. Okay. For and, the hopper.
0: Something a third. See, it's easy to do the first two, and a third one, you think, man, this is it. This is my last cut.
2: Mm. <laughs> mm. last
0: Let me come back to the. Can I come yeah, back yeah, to
2: well, this you, question? Because
1: at any time, I have just a few questions left, and you can come back at any okay, time. I'm gonna be this writing this things left. down while you're talking. Mm. Wonderful. Um, all right, this is a great question. I like this, and this is gonna. um, <clears throat> I mean, this could go anywhere you want it to go. What is consuming your headspace right now? What is something you're passionate about? Something that you're planning? What's What's in the hopper? What's coming down the coming down the pipe?
0: You, you know. <laughs> I was talking to to Carminda about this and <laughs> she was asking me a question and I didn't hear the question. I know. And um the uh, I said I said you have no idea what's going on in here right now. There's so much going on right now. And so that's probably where that question comes from is <laughs> What is? Uh, but there are many things. There, there's um, the. the uh, you know what? Probably one of the biggest things is the opera hall. Hmm. So, so the folks who who don't know, we. Uh, hey, sugar. <laughs> Gracie just got here. Come um, sure. Come on in, Gracie. Grace, tell them on, everybody. We we well we interviewed Gracie, so she's she's known by the audience. Say hi, Grace. Hello. Okay. <laughs> Uh, the opera hall is consuming a lot of headspace for me right now, um, because it's we, we just purchased it and it's uh, and I, I want that room to I, I want it to represent Lewiston well. I want the room to be active and thriving. Um, so that's taking a lot of headspace. Uh, finishing this album uh, is taking up a lot of headspace because it's so close. All the songs are written. It's just a matter of getting time to get into the studio mm. and. I, I just, I'm just tapping the brakes on this next one that I just want to go in the studio and knock it out in two days. Like in July, just go in the studio for two days and just knock an entire album out because that's the feel I want for that next album. Totally different than the current one. And you, what's hard about that is you have to consciously control the floodgates. You have to suppress it. I'm not gonna think about this right now. Hmm. I'm not gonna think, and, and I have I have, uh, when I'm in this kind of writing mode, I have weird dreams. Hmm. I can't sleep. uh, So I'm I'm just ready to get those, get the opera hall finalized and get these two next two records done.
1: Now we're going to play a game. Okay. Uh, But before we do, give me that third artist on the desert island James Taylor. Okay. How's, How's that? I See, I
0: wanted something smooth. I'm
1: not a very professional interviewer. To no, say, I think oh, so. now there you go. <laughs> oh.
0: But I mean, I could have gone. It, I could have gone Steve Earle or Paul Simon or Bob Seger, but you've chosen wisely. I, I'm gonna go with James Taylor. I've stalked him a little bit. Favorite one or two James Taylor songs? Oh, "Caroline" on my mind and "Copperhead." Give Copperline. me. Get,
1: uh, sing me a bar from Carolina on my mind that really moves you. Because
0: um, I want to know if it's the same
1: one that moves me. I love, love, love that song. Okay,
0: another thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe it's like a friend of mine. You hit me from behind. Yes, I'm going to Carolina in my mind. That I love
1: it. One. I love that line. That right. oh, yeah. It's the same I, one? I love that line. It's exactly the line. You can ask people that know me that are not named LP or you, and you guys even know that. I love that line. That's a good song, and I don't, I don't fully understand it, but that's life for me. I don't fully understand some things, but I know what I like. I, feel, I love it, that line. It,
0: it hits you. That's good.
1: And so now we're going to play a game.
0: Okay, uh, Doctor my Daryl,
1: uh, Deek, Deetrain, <laughs> Deet, Rain. all of it. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you know, you know, right? <laughs> so, all right, we're going to play a game called Ten for Eleven. Okay. I'm going to say 10 words, you're going to give me a thought. It can be a complete thought, it can be just a one-word thought. But okay. it's got to be a spirit conscious thought right away. I'm ready. And uh, then if you do those correctly, by the way, I'll decide if they're correct or not. If you do those correctly, <laughs> you'll get an 11th, which is like a freebie. Okay. And then you'll end this uh, question and answer type session with that freebie.
0: So every word, I have to say something afterward. That's right. Okay.
1: So I will say it. Let's pretend, let's pretend. This is not the game right now, but I say duck. Goose. Right. So right there, we've played the game. You've scored one point. Okay, good. That's worth 5,000 points in
0: the (laughs) pregame round.
1: You have to score a million. So here we are. I'm ready. You
0: ready? Yeah, hold on. Have the edit button ready. (laughs) We got a tape delay going on right now. (laughs) Okay. Wait, did anybody on there have any questions, LP? Not one person cares to know anything about you. Was anybody watching?
1: Oh yeah. listen. this is for those eight people right now. They're gonna love this. Guys, <laughs> you're gonna love this, you eight people. I'm ready. Here we are. We're playing 10 for 11 here in historic Lewiston, New York. At Wait. the Opera Hall. Okay,
0: well, that was the word.
1: Here we are. Guitar. Center. <laughs> Good gravy. This is, not be nearly, this is not gonna be nearly as fun as I thought. It doesn't have to be one word. It can be an entire thought. <laughs> okay. Although I should have had 50 words if we're playing that game.
0: (laughs) Uh, Flute. Uh, Player, native. um, Wood, uh, breathing. You got it. Pizza. Delicious, pepperoni, Vincenzo's. Sooners. Oklahoma Sooners. uh, Fall, going to many games, and uh, my son Parker bringing him along to be a fan. Hats. Oh, addicted to hats. Hats. Uh, but Carminda only likes me in this one hat. I've tried many <laughs> other hats, and she only approves of one. It's this one. Shoes. Uh, I like shoes. I like getting running shoes. Um, I don't wear them on stage, uh, and I don't. I don't follow very fashionable shoes. I, comfortable shoes are real important to me.
1: And as someone that's running the game, Alex Trebek used to do this, and I have that same power today. Okay. Um, all we really want is comfortable shoes. One of your lyrics.
0: Talk about that a little bit.
1: What's that all about?
0: Okay. Um, well, it's it's. I don't know if it's interesting or not. I was in college, and I had to. I was really poor, and I had to either pay my light bill or get new running shoes. <laughs> and so I sat in the dark that month, but I but I got new running shoes. That
1: is awesome. I, didn't, I had no idea. Really? It's, it's funny because people that see you, there's about you know, a handful of folks that come to several shows, ask the question about that lyric, because we play that song a lot, and they notice that you're barefoot every time we play a show, and they wonder what the correlation is.
0: Should I say something deeper?
1: No, no, no. I would go with that, That's that one right there. Maybe tell that one from the stage sometime, okay. or they can tune into this podcast <laughs> and get the information right here. But
0: should I tell you why I don't wear shoes on stage? I
1: would love to hear that.
0: I don't know, Christoph. Really? Well. It's because, my game. Okay, there's... My a, there's, game, my rules. There's a certain mysticism to it. Oh, because, good, Well, being an Indian. And people have come up to me and said, I, I like how you want to be in touch with the earth on stage. Oh, I do like that. Yeah. Tell me that's true. All right. That's wonderful. I like that a lot. Do I know the truth? Yeah, I do. This is going to ruin stuff, man. Ventilation, right? No. Um, we're playing we were playing at a festival and I had just bought new boots because I wanted to look cool on stage. I like this
1: answer better already. And
0: we were jamming and my boots were rubbing my toe and it was really uncomfortable. It hurt. It was distracting. So in the middle of a song, I took my shoes off and my socks and I thought, oh, the dogs were barking. (laughs) And, but we ended up playing a really good set and people noticed that and I thought, well, why do I spend so much money with shoes on stage? I'll just not wear shoes. And that's where that came from. That's and awesome. I, I really, I don't know if it is. No, no, I think it is pretty good. I like the Indian thing better.
1: Yeah, that's really good. They're both good. I guess depending on the audience. You know, fire it off then. Okay. Because I'm a very athletic, poor college group. Tell them the story of the Nikes. Okay. The trainers, as they say on the other side of the pond. All right, back to the game. <laughs> back to the game.
0: God. Love, peace, hope, family, savior, um, necessary. Love. God, (laughs) peace, hope, family. Fear. I want to think about fear. Uh, A bully, um, sometimes necessary, uh, something to be overcome, and not to be the boss of me, and I want my kids to be appropriately fearless.
1: Appropriately fearless, talk about that. This is a side note from the game. You've earned, you've almost earned question 11, word 11. Not yet though, you got one more to answer, but let's take a pause there for a second and talk about appropriate levels of fear.
0: Um, fear, a fear response, I mean, that that is an innate thing and necessary sometimes. I mean, if I'm, if I'm running up on the res on on Dog Street and <laughs> there there's a pack of dogs coming, I want to have, that's a necessary, it's not irrational. Um, but when things become an, ir- an irrational fear where I'm not going to go on public, I'm not going to go to school, and really what we're afraid of what it feels like inside of us. We're, we're less afraid of the thing than this thing. And being able to measure that, if I have this thing and the dogs are chasing me, then I need dog speed. Mm-hmm. But if I have this thing and it's keeping me from applying for that job, then I don't need that. That's irrational. Hmm. So I want, my, I want my kids to have appropriate I want them to, to use it when it's necessary, but be the boss of it when it's not necessary. That's awesome.
1: I like that. Uh, side note, is that a picture of a Daryl hybrid zebra behind you? <laughs> it's been bugging me this entire interview, and I have to know. And where did you get it? Did Grace do that?
0: Well, this hold on. I, oh, can you show the people on camera, LP? Oh, man.
1: This is, this is what I like to do to a radio program. You have to see this thing. It's the oddest thing I've ever seen. And yet it's beautiful.
0: This picture has blown mom's mind for the past two hours. She, fu- <laughs> she, she doesn't understand Photoshopping. <laughs> so she thinks, I come in here and I'm half zebra. <laughs> she, she thought of some other half man, half zebra. <laughs> was your father a centaur? <laughs> so, at some point, we just said, yeah, mom, I'm half zebra, because it just wasn't working. Um, yes, that was a gift from Tony Trippy, actually, because I talk a lot about zebras in my talk, and he gave me that.
1: And, of course, that's from Trippy. <laughs> yes. Uh, last one. If you get this one right, you get the bonus one to end on. Uh, but before I say this one here, I just want to say thank you from uh, so many kids that have gotten so many things as a result of your benefits and your... Kindness, and I know you hate all this stuff, but I uh, thank you on behalf of Native communities, including mine. Thank you on behalf of my family, uh, the band, all the musicians, people that you've given opportunities to, to play and express ourselves. And for me, you've been an awesome friend. First person to call after the old heart attack and took me out for disc golf and all those things. And those things I do not take lightly, so thank you for that. That said, your
0: last word, the presser is on. Community. Hope. Um, And and I want to say these things organically and honestly. Um, What I've learned about community, what I love about our Native communities in particular is is that we're built around the idea that we're supposed to help each other and support each other, just like the the benefit last night. We, We all come together and support each other and the native community is built around that understanding as we are in reservations and clanship systems and in tribes it's it's all designed for us to to take care of each other so i i, I really i love the idea of community and not everybody can say that not you, a, a neighborhood in buffalo you may not know your neighbor mm-hmm. but here on on in our community you grew up with them your families have been together for forever so these these kind of systems are how we are going to come together and and heal things.
1: I love it. You've earned it, that was good. That answer was sufficient. All right. And uh, we will say you've done your 10 and you've earned 11, so you have succeeded at 10 for 11. (laughs) First playing of that game ever. That's pretty good. Last phrase, last phrase, last word. This is your 11th word here. Okay. It's a freebie and we'll end with this, as LPCs fit in production. Okay. Say win. Say
0: win. I love that. That's uh, that's from um, when Doc Holliday was fighting. Uh, what was his name? Not, not uh, what's his name? But the guy was trying to intimidate Doc. Johnny Ringo. Johnny Ringo was trying to intimidate Doc, and Johnny Ringo thought I got the upper hand. And Doc walks walks up and said, "Same win, same win." He lived fearlessly, which I thought was so cool. So when when I when I coach, uh, I, I I tell the boys, say win, say win. No matter what the, what the situation, the football, they're bigger, they're 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 faster. You just say win because I'm gonna bring everything I got to come at you. So I love that idea. So I like I think our band says win too. <laughs> Pretty awesome. Thanks, Daryl. LP, uh, if people want to get a hold of us, how would they do that?
2: All right. Well,
0: we got three different ways uh first one will uh is gmail uh we have a singing psychologist at gmail.com singing psychologist at gmail.com then we have facebook twitter and instagram and those are let me see i think they're all uh the singing psychologists yeah they're all going to be the singing psychologists um and again if you have any questions or comments or anything then we'll you can contact us through that thank you for doing that and to end this show since we're this is a long one and we still want to have some music we're just going to play one of our songs this is one of the first songs I ever wrote um, so 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 many years ago and it's been a traveling companion ever since then Uh, I try to start out a lot of our shows with this and the band loves playing this song as a start for shows it's called I Know from the album The Ghosts of St. Augustine Let's take care of each other, my friends.
2: That's tonight night truth creaks like